guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, Oxford Holy Club. I'm your host, Brad Siliker, and I'm joined by Matthew Barber and Andrew Beckwith. Hey, guys. Hello. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Good, good. Uh, we stuck the landing. That's what ha- just one person say it all, and you're you good just, to go. You just took the yeah, lead. No problems right yeah, there. That's perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 106 entitled UFO Children and Ice Cubes. It's going to be an interesting episode all over the place. Uh, I want to make mention of a couple of things, get it right out of the way real quick. If you want to know when Oxford Holy Club goes live on Facebook, what you need to do is like our Facebook page right now. Uh, Not this post. Hi, Mom. Uh, But you need to like the Facebook page. That way you get a little notification when we go live with any posts. Also, if you want to watch this on YouTube later, it will be there. Make sure that you hit subscribe again so that you get notified. And if you really want to go crazy, click the little bell icon on YouTube and you'll get notified. To find us in all the places that we are online, and guys, we're everywhere uh, except TikTok, but we're everywhere, you can go to uh, OxfordHolyClub.com and from there you can find us on all the social medias that we're on. You can get the SMORP document that we use. Uh, You'll see a little bit about that later. And you can also find out a little bit about us. So uh, you can also browse some merch if you like that. And last thing I want to make mention of is if you enjoy just podcast audio and maybe video is not your thing, maybe you're going to the gym or you're driving or whatever, you're on the farm. Uh, We know some farmers are listening right now. And so thank you farmers. But uh, also, hey, Matt, don't laugh. It's a very specific group of people to point out. Well, yeah. Um, Anyway. Thank you, farmer. To the farm. For more than just listening to our podcast, <laughs> to the for everything you do. To the and by the way, you got to stop uh, digging on TikTok there. One of the funniest, it's got some of the funniest stuff I've ever heard. For instance, just before we come on, I read this on TikTok. It said, if you smell your own fart, does that mean you put it back in your own body? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. You don't get that on Facebook. I didn't I didn't realize you were coming with the potent ponderable tonight. Wow. <laughs> there you there go. You, yeah, there well, you I'm go. sure whatever Lucas brings is going to be controversial. So well, let's play it safe. Why don't, why don't we, uh, you know what? Why don't we find, okay, hold on. You can find us in our podcast audio, regardless of your occupation, um, on all the podcast players, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and beyond. We are there. There's no reason why you can't find us. Uh, wherever you're looking, we, we're everywhere if it's online. And you know what? Why don't we talk? Toss to Lucas, who's on site somewhere else, Murray Beach, perhaps, and let's get our uh, potent ponderable. The potent ponderable is: Have you ever witnessed some kind of phenomenon, UFO, Sam Squanch, you know, Loch Ness monster that you could not explain in any way? And I'll tell you what mine is. Mine is not quite as exciting as that. Mine is. Uh, it was. I was still dating my wife, so it was probably 15, 20 years ago now. Uh, I was up to her house for Christmas Eve in Rosse, and I was driving back to my house. And as I was coming down a hill just outside of Rosse, heading towards Hampton, something flew across, a little ways ahead, flew across the road. I just caught a glimpse of it, but I know one thing. It was tan uh, in color, and it had a long, skinny tail, a very cat-like tail. And my friends, I think I saw the, sometimes fabled, but I believe in them, Eastern Cougar. Some people don't think they exist. I think they do. And there's a lot of evidence backing me up. In fact, if you poke around online, you'll find a lot of people who believe the Eastern Cougar does, in fact, exist. So, a 
maybe you guys can top that. I mean, it's no Loch Ness Monster, but I think it's a real deal. So anyway, uh, next week I'll be back and I promise I'll be there for the whole thing. And well, that could be a good thing or a bad thing for you. But anyway, I know I've left you in the capable hands of my three compatriots and we will see you next week. So is... <laughs> Okay, the Eastern First of all, is compatriots a word. I don't know. Well, anyway. I, th- I think so. I think it's Russian. <laughs> it's some kind of <laughs> Russian. But also, if you're if you're just browsing the internet to prove your facts, that seems yeah. right. I mean, you yeah. could you could prove and anything. I mean, he's talking about a cougar. I, the, I think he asked if it was about like UFOs and weird stuff. So I got all kinds. Uh, really? For, for this one? Well, kind of. So Mitchell, my brother, uh, he swears. Uh, I forget where he was. I want to say he was in Cavendish and he had the dogs in Uh-oh. for a walk on one of the boardwalks. No, it wasn't Cavendish. It was uh, up by Kildare Capes, I believe. And uh, had the dogs out for a walk. And he swears they saw the chupacabra and uh, that that thing ran in front of him because the dogs chased and they got super scared and come back. And Mitchell said he's seen it. So, I'm imagining Mitchell. For explaining that to you. Oh, he was pumped up about it. He was absolutely (laughs) fired up about it. Uh, So Mitchell swears that he's seen the uh, Chupacabra. Um, Then, I mean, there's a whole UFO thing, Mm -hmm. uh, which, of course, I've never seen one. But do I believe they're there? Sure. Okay. Um, But the uh, I'm reading a book right now uh, that I got for Father's Day by this guy named Ben Fogle. He climbed Mount Everest. And... uh, what do you do, right? And uh, he, uh, anyway, Whatever. he goes into one of these uh, monasteries and they're doing like this little monk ceremony that they do for everybody before they climb Everest kind of thing for good karma and blessings and all that stuff. And anyway, over on the wall, he says there's this, um, this like furry pelt hanging there. And the guy swears it's the scalp of a Yeti. And uh, so when you get talking Yeti and Sasquatch, I tend to lean in that direction. Not that I've ever seen one, but I tend to believe that that's a potential, uh, a potential existing creature. Hmm. Yep. Andrew, what about you? I don't have anything to share. Andrew. (laughs) So speaking of cool things, UFOs, have you seen, have you guys went out and seen uh, Elon Musk's satellite? Yeah. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. The what? Is that the The Starlink or Starlink? Yeah. Starlink. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, you got to look. There's a website you can go to. It's like findstarlink.com or something like that. Just Google it, mm-hmm. and it'll tell you exactly when, based on your location, that you can see it pass over you. And I've seen it twice now, and it's it's actually really neat. I can see it. Well, eventually, it'll be old news to us, but the first few times you see it, super cool. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, super cool. I've got I, – I don't know that I have a whole lot. We've shared different times, and Matt, you've been on when we've shared about some of my – otherworldly experiences mm-hmm. where I left my house for a week or I don't even know if it was that long, but left in the middle of the night to go to your house. You moved in with us. Yeah. I moved, I moved in with you for a little bit. There was some weird stuff going on in the basement of the house. And, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, and then like, so there's ever hear of the, uh, the burning ship off of West point. The, Matt, oh yeah. So yeah. like, I've got this book on my bookshelf. That's all these PEI legends. And it's Isn't like Carol, your aunt. Yes, she is. Yeah, so you have to believe that stuff. Well, no, she is sold out to it. Well, no, I I don't. But uh, but my dad actually said he saw it. Now I trust my dad, and he he said that he saw it. Now I've never seen anything like that. I don't know that I've ever seen specifically seen anything um, 
Do I believe that some of this stuff? I don't, I don't know. Like UFOs are just unidentified. Okay. Flying objects. Do those yeah. exist? Yes. In the, yes. in the, in the clearest definition. Yes. Are there little aliens in them? I have a hard time believing that. You do. Eh? Now I will say this. Pretty self-centered. Hold anyway, on. Hold on. I'm not trying to make this super biblical or, or spiritual, but do I believe it, that there are other beings than humans? Of course I do. Uh, because it, it doesn't take long to see them in scripture, right? There's this whole spiritual realm and all this kind of stuff. So my question would be, how much of what we think are these phenomenons are actually the spiritual realm interacting? And, and, I, and I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, I wouldn't even want to hazard a guess. So I am, have I ever seen anything that I couldn't explain? No, not specifically. I would love to, though. Oh, look, people are coming in. We got uh, Stephen Arsno saying he saw an Eastern cougar back in 03 while working for Irving in the woods. They do exist. The Irvings do exist. You heard it with Steve first. Now, Eileen Lewis says, no? Okay. That's starting to be really funny. <laughs> uh, They're rarely seen. Uh, but they do exist. There's lots of East and Eileen just says there's lots of Eastern Cougars out there. So, so I'm thinking that Lucas probably saw thing? something. Like, probably I've Lucas saw something that he thought was rare that's not rare. Is that a, is that a good option? Like <laughs> maybe is isn't there Cougars around? Yeah, but what's yeah. what's the deal with the East? Is there something specific about the Eastern brand? I don't know. Are we all have no idea what they're talking about, but we're pretending like we know what they're talking about? Uh, yeah, I got no idea. I <laughs> no. I grew up in Prince Edward Island where we had raccoons and skunks and they weren't even and fox and they weren't even native to the island. They were brought there. Yeah. So uh. there's no cougars, that kind of stuff. Although did you hear about the person that um hit the hit a deer on on the road, threw it in the back of their truck? Drove to the island. They were on their way to the island and unloaded the deer on the un- on the side of the road on PEI, and everybody's like, oh, "I think we have deer on the island now." Yeah, that's a real was, thing. Yeah, it happened. It was debunked pretty quick, though. Oh my goodness, no, Andrew, move us along. Yeah. All right, let's catch up. Does anybody have anything interesting to say? Uh, it was pretty quiet for us. What about you? I mean, we, the Atlantic bubble. That's the big news. Wow. Right? Atlantic bubble. It's going to be a slow night. The Atlantic. Yeah, able to uh, intermingle. Uh, that's going to be good. I'm sure everybody uh, on Prince Edward Island is in panic mode. Yeah. I'm happy for you guys. I mean, it doesn't affect me in any way, but I'm happy yeah. for you guys. It doesn't, oh. doesn't affect me. I, I couldn't care. No, I shouldn't say that. You're in Hold on. I yeah, I was catching myself. I was catching myself. I was but thinking of I was thinking of shopping, guys. I was thinking of that. Obviously it affects my me and my family. Um so Mandy and the kids are going over in 2 weeks and uh, spending a few days there with the in-laws. Um but I'm and in my cousin Sterling. Hey Sterling. Oh. See you, buddy. I'm in no um, hurry to go over there for any kind of shopping or stuff like that. Like that doesn't so excite me. So they're waiting. So they haven't seen the grandkids in four months. Uh huh. You guys are waiting two more weeks. Yeah. We're gonna. We're, uh, we're not gonna get into that traffic on the bridge. That thing's gonna be full. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're heading over Friday. Like first thing, we're gone. Yeah, getting to the island. So. We're going over for a stretch. So that'll be good. So, yeah, Atlantic bubble happened. So, that's big news uh, for us. Uh, also, this week, for anybody that has kids and cares, we're, we've started the process of uh, kids. trying 
we get the kids to not wet the bed. Um, so if anybody's got any <laughs> tips on on that, I mean, uh, that would go a real long way right now because I'm doing laundry like crazy. So uh, that would be. We uh, actually started with Oliver uh, last week too, and did you? So, so far, he's nailing it. Yeah. So what? Do you, what's your process? Oh, it's been so long. I don't remember. Uh, we ask him if he needs to use the bathroom a lot. So when all day? No, just like at night. I mean, honestly, are you doing I don't this think, or is Tiffany doing? This? I don't I think we're like doing this. anything special. I think that um, he's just doing good on his own. <laughs> oh wow! But that's funny because they say boys are harder than girls uh, to get uh, with the potty training and then the nighttime training for uh, for that. So we're like, after supper, it's just like, no water for you. Kind of oh, thing. really? You get a sip of water before bed. And then I go up at 930 and wake them. And then I go up at 1130 and wake them. Oh. And like, I, but I don't know what the benefit of that is. I was just told to do it. But anyway, we're doing it. And uh, Mandy, doing a lot of laundry. Mandy, if you're on, I don't know if you are, but if you are, what on earth did we do? It seems like such a long time ago. Did we rub their nose in it? I forget. <laughs> Oh. That was right. I mean, I remember doing dad doing that with the dog. Uh, <laughs> really get that taken care of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, uh, uh, yeah, uh, hike ten days. Okay, uh, so I had a question about that because you've been yeah. promoting the hike for quite some time. Oh, because uh, you got a plan for this stuff. Well, that's right. But when you were planning, so my understanding is that there's a gentleman that's joining you that is from PEI. Yes, and, and is will be able to join you. Yeah, Ryan. But, but okay, well, I was gonna so that he didn't get bashed for making plans while there wasn't a bubble because oh yeah, he just we he was gonna get cut. That was the plan. Okay, so he, yeah, if we it, were we we talked about maybe bumping it until we thought that that we were like nah, it's either you come or you don't come, kind of thing. And he was good with that. So okay, yeah, well, it's good oh, that yeah, he gets no, to go. We follow the rules. But good, good man. Yeah, ten days. Here's the thing that I and I've been super into this hiking thing without even hiking. Uh, I'm like listening to podcasts about it and stuff. And uh, this is the thing that I've pondered is how did people ever hike before we had Amazon? How'd you even do it? (laughs) Because like, like gear is expensive unless you buy it from Amazon and like the amount of little things you need. I mean, we're just doing a, like our, our hike, excuse me, is like 60 kilometers or something like that. So it's, it's long, but it's not crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to take us three days, but like all the little things you need for it. And I'm realizing it now. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got to get that shipped. Prime, two days. So I don't know how they would have done it before. I guess they would have roughed it. But. I've never gone on a hike to know. Yeah, they they would have used their survival skills. Scott Layton, it's nice to see you, Scotty. Uh, yeah. We missed you yeah, last not week. not so nice to see you, Scott. Keep your comments to yourself if you're not going to be edifying. Okay. Um, the, uh, maybe, maybe he's asking, well, except for the um, emoji he used. But no. Okay, Scott, let me ask you. You're going to go three days. What are you going to eat? Oh, turns out I need a little hiking stove that's this big. I had to order that yesterday. Or no, two days ago, arrived today. Um, what's the other thing I'm waiting on? Oh, found out I'm not very good at sleeping in a hammock. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You never told us. Tell us us what happened. All right. So I slept. Okay. All right. I mean, you've seen the setup. I was prepared. I slept. Okay. But actually, Matt, the last thing you said to us as it was like in my mind, it like pans to black. They're everywhere. They're in here with me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) did you know mosquitoes go to sleep at night? Cause once, uh, once midnight hit, the bugs disappeared. So that was, wasn't too bad. I think we want to check with science on that. Um, 
Scott. Oh yeah, okay, we can talk about that if you want, Scott. Uh the bear. But um uh so the hammock. So I uh I don't sleep, I can't sleep on my back because if I sleep on my back, I snore like a train. And two things happen. One, nobody else around me sleeps, and the other part of it is is that I wake up, what do you call the hanging ball in your throat? The uvula? Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um and yeah. so the uh, anyway, I snore so hard that when I wake up, it's swollen and I have a sore throat. That's how hard I snore when I sleep on my back in a hammock. The only way you can sleep is on your back. And so anyway, it I had a really sore throat, but I slept good in it. But I'm just concerned about that. So I ordered a tent. That's a whole other story. We're not going to get into tonight, but uh, uh, ordered a tent and it should be here in time. And then I got to decide what I'm going to do. So. Uh, anyway, I slept well, had sore throat the next day. Nobody else that was there slept because of my snoring. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I'd we're at. I'd be so hammock. mad. <laughs> well, that's why we test this stuff out, right? So, so you test it out. Can you bring a portable sleep apnea machine or something like that on this trek? <laughs> I don't have sleep apnea. I just snore heavy. Big difference. What? Between you're, breathing and not breathing. Well, you're... You're, have you're sim- you been tested? Eileen, are you a doctor, Eileen? You're no, symptomatic. Sleep you seem yet. to have a few of the symptoms. Anyway, snoring. I snore. Oh, that's a big one. Uh, so here's what happened. For, <laughs> here's what happened for me, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna say, we're gonna move on. It was Mandy's <laughs> and my anniversary uh, on oh. last Sunday, uh, which was great. We've been married 12 years. Uh, and so it was looking like it was going to rain. So we decided to do our anniversary stuff on Saturday and my mom came up to watch the kids, which was great. And they had a great time with her. Um, but I, I got mixed up in what we were doing. So leading up to the trip, Mandy and I were talking about going to Cavendish and, you know, just going around the boardwalk and stuff like that. Cause most of that's open now. And, uh, we were going to bring the bikes to go bike where rainbow Valley used to be. If you remember that, Matt, um, and, but she mentioned the sands pit about, I thought about going to the sands pit. So in my head, I thought, okay, we're 30 some year olds without You're children. You're saying that wrong, by the way. Sands pit. Yeah. You keep saying sands pit. It's sand spit. No, it's not sands spit. It's, yeah. It's sand spit. It's not sands pit. It's S-A-N-D-S. <laughs> Anybody from Prince Edward Island, P- they're Don Willis. If anybody's got an opinion about this, Don. I'm from Prince Edward Island. Think. Yeah. Is it Sands Pit or Sands Spit? Go ahead. Tell us. Can you put a poll up, Andrew? Go for it. It's anyway, keep telling us. I don't us know how story. to do that. So I went to the. So so I thought we were I'll going. Use my fingers. The Don Wills. Sands Pot. Sands Pot. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Don. Don. Yeah. That's Super not helpful. helpful. I So I thought I understood from Mandy that we were going there without children. And I was like, Okay. Because she was telling me how much the tickets were and that you have to book ahead to get in right now because of COVID. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, all right. So that's that's what we're doing. So um, Did you book it? No, I didn't book it because Mandy okay. was talking about booking. So I thought that, no, no, Scott. So that's yep. what, uh, man, Scott, you are, you're going to incur the wrath of all three of us. Just do something to Andrew now. Anyway, uh, so, so we get into Cavendish and we go to a few shops and get a few things, got this T-shirt. Uh, Prince Edward Island. I really enjoy PEI's branded clothes, by the way. I will say they do a good job. Anyway, um, so we're going about our things, get a beaver tail, all this kind of stuff. And I'm waiting for the moment we've driven by the Sands Pit a, Florence, b- a bunch Mrs. of Bridges. times. Mrs. Bridges is on here. She was my grade uh, four, three teacher, grade three teacher. Is it Sands Pit or Sands Pit? Please tell us. Matt, go ahead. 
Matt, she was my grade three teacher too. And yep. it's Sans Pit. Doesn't I agree with Brad, just Sans for the record. Who named, what do you do when you get sand in your mouth? You spit. Sand spit. Who, oh who calls goodness. an amusement park sand spit? The jellies. So <laughs> just, just tell your story. I'm trying. Mute them. Just, just mute them. No. Oh, Thank yeah. You, Lucas. Shoot. I can do that. Anyway. Um, so we keep driving by this thing and I'm waiting for like when we're turning in to go, I'm pumped. I, I thought I was getting, getting all ready to maybe go on the Ferris wheel and the roller coaster all the while realizing that we'd probably get weird looks from not having any children with us just being two adults. But then, um, we, Mandy was like, well, let's get some food. And so I'm like, okay, food. Great. We'll get food. But time's ticking. We got to get back for the kids and thinking what's happening here. And so I ask, and she's like, what do you mean? Like, aren't we going to the sands pit? No, aren't we going biking? Like, yeah, yeah. Rian, get off the internet. Thank you, Rian. Rian, See, get Brad. off the internet. Hold on. <laughs> uh, sands. Yeah. Hey. Your anniversary went really well, Brad. Ah, oh, shoot. They, it's all one word. It's guys. all one word. <laughs> oh, I know. It's all one word. There's no deciphering. There's no figuring this out. Anyway, we had a great the anniversary. We went, we went biking, but we never went to the sand spit. And, uh, and, and I was a little disappointed. Mandy was confused as to why I thought we were going there as adults without any children. And other than that, uh, we had a great day set up the next day. We set up a new pool. We, we, we had got one not that long ago and the kids were loving it. And then our neighbors at the end of the road got uh, like a 24 foot pool. The thing is, it's taking, it's huge. Wow. And the other, the old pool they had, which was not like with the inflatable ring, but has the poles and all that. So it's yeah, 12 the feet. Frame. Right. The frame. Um, they, he just gave it to us. Poof. Yep. Well, I, deal, man. I'd gone right. over to help him move a few things for the new pool. And I just said, Hey, what are you doing with the old one? Are you going to, you want to sell it? And he yeah. said, Oh, I'll just give it to you. So deal. set that up. You know what? And the kids love it. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Have you had to drain yours out and re-level it like Lucas did? Okay, so I don't want to talk about it because I've been talking a long time. But uh, but here's what I'll say. When we had to empty the other pool, the first time we had to empty the the blow-up one, uh, we, drained, we were draining the water. But the way that all of the houses on our street go is it's it's like they all of them seem to slope down to our neighbor on our right's backyard. And then the yard also kind of – it's. Our backyard is right at the edge of a ditch. Oh, yeah. So it's up higher. Thank you, Eileen. It's up <laughs> It's up higher. The long story short, there's nowhere for the water to go but into our neighbor's backyard in the middle of her yard. Oh, and when no. it rains, it all goes there. And so we like we dumped this pool, and the water was in our yard for a minute, and then it all went and went to her yard. So And? Uh, she was really good about it. She's lived there a long time, so she knew what was up. So that's happened twice now with us in the pool having to empty it. It won't mm-hmm. happen now, and we're going to get the hose to run it to a drain for the next there you time. Go. Eileen's, du- got a, Eileen's got a summer job marketing. For, <laughs> do you, for Andrew, do you have anything stuff. to share? I was wondering what Lucas is up to. Well, why don't we check in with Lucas at the beach at Murray Beach? Hey, Oxford Holy Club. Uh, sorry I missed two weeks in a row. I'm being very tardy. I'm sorry about that. But I'm on vacation this week. You know, family comes first and all that stuff. Uh, As far as catching up goes, the only thing I can really think of was we filled our pool. There was a pool that was maybe going to happen, maybe not going to happen for quite some time. It was quite a bone of contention between my wife and I. But we bought it. um, We found a place to put it. And we put it up 
Um, and I was really afraid I was gonna, I would have done something wrong and the whole thing was gonna just explode, flooding my neighbor's property. But thankfully, uh, it did not, I think we're okay. Um, anyway, uh, so my kids have been enjoying that. I've even been enjoying it a little bit. So um, living that pool life now, I guess. Um, now. Uh, oh, where did we go? Too funny. It's not hard to tell who the contentious one was on this thing because he says, yeah, I've been kind of enjoying it a little bit. Too. <laughs> you know, he's the one that was like, no, we're not spending money on a pool. Yeah. And yeah. now then he dipped his toes and now he's in. Buy water? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it rains for free. <laughs> oh, nailed it. Uh, That's awesome. All right, guys, we're going to go right into our SMORP. And uh, as those of you that have been watching know, SMORP stands for Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. It is a part of the show where uh, we spend a little bit of time on on some scripture from the Bible and have some conversation around it. And we ask some questions that go along with those with each of those acronyms. So our scripture is a little longer tonight. Uh, not too long, just 10 verses. I'll, I'll read it, give it a good read. And uh, and we'll oh Lucas is in chat. <laughs> uh, should be here with us anyway. Uh, so here's what it says. This one is coming from, and I forgot to put the scripture reference in. It's coming from First John uh, chapter three verses one to two or one to ten. Sorry, and it says, uh, here we go. It says, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but uh, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness." You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has sorry, no one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother." It's a yeah. There's a lot. John there. was being heavy-handed. I'll tell you that. Do you want me to give that another he one? Was, or are you guys good? No, that was long. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Old heavy-handed John. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, some of the definitive ways that he writes this. Yes. Yes. So, so and he- I'm. I don't know that I have much to. Uh, expone that's not even a word, but to, expound, uh, expound upon, expound upon on this. Yeah, you're welcome. Sounding like Luke is now making up words. Um, <laughs> other than the one part, um, so really, but, yeah, but, but no, it's okay. Before you get into it, um, 
just so people are following, if you're following along at home, what we're doing right now is the scripture portion. The questions are, what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? What does this passage tell you about the nature and work of God? And is there a part of the scripture you could memorize? Uh, so, Matthew. So for me, verse 2. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. Mm-hmm. But we know that when he appears, we should be like him because we shall see him as he is. For me, those verses speak a lot to this idea of created in the image of God. And so us being separate from all of God's other creation that he put his hand in, which was everything. um, We're the ones that bear his image. You know what I mean? And I think that we'll see the fullness of that in what they're talking, what John's talking about here in this where it says, you know, we are God's children now, which is interesting point too, where it's, we are now before, which there needs to be a decision made in order to enter into that adoption, you know, by God. Um, But now, and we're going to fully know what that looks like and, and that, and what it means to be made in the image of God when we get to come face to face with him and see that. And so when we talk about, you know, made in the image of God, what it really is, is his character who he is, how he loves, how he forgives, his graciousness, all of those things. Mm. And uh, we're going to see when he comes back, that's what we're going to see from him. And uh, it's going to be a clearer picture than we ever could have imagined. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Matt. Andrew, is there anything from the scripture portion that uh, stood out to you? Uh, I guess the very first verse there near the end, the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Mm. Um, and I mean, I don't know if I have a whole lot to say about that, but it just in terms of in the world we live in right now and how foreign Christianity is to most people these days. And, you know, that, that circles around the fact that people do not know God. And so, you know, what we do and how we act and things like that and what we believe are just, People don't get it. And you know what? I'm, I'm with you on, on that one. There's a lot in here that stood out to me. However, this was specific for me because the reason why the world does not know us is it did not know him. And it boggles my mind to think that the religious leaders of the time when Jesus came were all looking for the Messiah. They, like, they knew the word. They had studied the Old Testament. They knew the signs and what to look for. And yet... When he was there in their midst, they did not get it, did not see him, you know, and and crucified him and killed him. And and if if that's what happened to Jesus, who was God incarnate in flesh on earth, is it fair for us to expect anything different? Not, not that, if, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like when we go, yeah. I don't understand why they don't get it. How can they not get it? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's so simple. Well, they didn't get it when the author of everything came down to explain it. And they spent their lives studying and trying to understand that. Right. They dedicated their lives to that moment. So, like, I wonder how, now not to shirk a responsibility or anything like that, but it just makes me think about how I communicate Jesus to people. And I, I don't know if that, if you're tracking, I, I think you're tracking with me here. It, it really makes me wonder, like, they didn't know him. Of course, they're not going to recognize him, perhaps, in me. I, I, I say that, and then at the other time, like, we all had cases where people are like, they have those moments where they go, hey, there's something different about you. What is it? 
And once you get all the joking aside, it's the fact that Jesus, you know, is in you. And that's what's Mm -hmm. making the difference in your life. The other part that stood out to me uh, for the scripture was this. It was verse three, which verse three is a response to two and one. Um, Everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. That is a blatant, you can't say it any clearer. That is a call to what we would call holiness, to pure living, a pure thought life, a pure uh, life of action. We're not perfect in thought, word, and deed, and I know that, but there's a call to be more. And, and which brings me to what Matt was talking about. We are in this um, now but not yet thing. Like he's calling us to holiness and, and growing us daily if we let him, but we're not going to be there until, he's, until we're with him again. We're not, you know, what we would call glorified in the church. Okay, so I'm going to play off that. Please. Because I don't understand six very well, but I understand nine very well. So verse six, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen or known him. Okay. Mm. I just don't understand that, but I understand the way that it's phrased in nine where it says no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. Right. All right. I understand nine a whole lot better than I understand six. So if either of you can explain it to me, that would be great. But in the idea of what nine (laughs) is, it's this idea of, of that your, your heart, your intentions are changed right? In the way that you pray and the actions. And it's this sanctification process that we talked about before, where it's, again, my thoughts are becoming more like his, you know, yeah. my heart is becoming more like his. And so it's, it's, you're no longer practicing in the area of sin, but instead mo- moving into this practice of holiness. Mm-hmm. So nine, I get it. Yep. Six. What's it mean? Well, six seems so, um, fine, uh, not finite, final. It seems so final. Like if you, yeah. If you live in Christ, if you make your home, if you abide in him, uh, then so no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. It sounds like, hey, if you're with Christ, you do not sin. Sin is gone. It's over. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say the power of sin is is defeated. Sin, it only has the power we give it. Having said that, like, I get I get it. I get what you're saying, Matt. I don't have the answer. No, and I, I just, I somebody does. There's some, some really smart people out there as far as what is that. And we could Google it right now. I'm sure we could, but it wouldn't be a very good conversation. So the idea of it is, is why, why is it just three verses later? It's explained and understood as this is something that needs to be, because when you talk about practice, it means doing and uh-huh. improving. Whereas the idea of this very uh, definite statement just kind of comes, it's not contradictory in any way. No, nope. um, it's just a matter of, Hmm. Okay. What's the angle on six compared to nine? That's yeah. yeah. So more of a question than anything. Hmm. Well, and that's, that segue is good because it's uh, in our message portion of, oh, did I, did I get it up there? In the message portion of the SMORP, uh, it's all about what do we sense God speaking to us about it, but it also has this, do you have a question for God? There's nothing wrong. In fact, there's a lot right with us looking at stuff like this and going, I don't get that. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, God, would you please reveal it or bring people into my life that could help me understand? Uh, so we're into the message. What do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? Fellas, anybody want to take a jump on that? I know we've kind of all been saying it already, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, my thing is really what you were saying, Brad, is just 
am I practicing holiness? Am mm-hmm. I making it, am I putting it right before my obedience to Christ? Is it then my practice of holiness? Like what's, and which are one and the same tied together. Uh, Scott Layton is coming back just kind of on what we were talking about before. He said, could it be the desire to sin that fades as we abide in Christ? Very well. I, I, yeah. hear, I, I hear And what again, you're it's that changing of heart, changing of mind. Yep. It happens in a process over time, right? You know what I think is not funny. Um, I want to be careful how I word this. Um, Interesting. Well, like people get this concept when it comes to sports. When it when it comes to a sport and parents with kids these days, like if you look at sports schedules, the amount of practicing the kids have to do to be able to play in the game, like the times that they have to get up. You know, yeah. if I ask someone to get up at five o'clock to read their Bible and pray. They would go, no, I no. But if their coach says you've got to be up at five in the morning to you know to practice for hockey, the parents are up, the kids are up, and they go. And I'm listen, I'm not I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't do that. What I'm what I'm saying is I don't people get the idea of practice and and putting the time in so that you can compete, if you want to use that terminology. But when it comes to the when it comes to our relationship with Christ, the idea of practicing sometimes is lost on people, mm-hmm. and it's just this supposed to, you're supposed to ask Jesus into your heart, and then that's it. I'm I'm good. I'm done. I got my fire insurance. But the reality is is that we're called to practice righteousness. We're called to you know set time aside to do these things. Thanks, Don. And uh, anyway, I, that was just. You know, for me, the the message for me is, as a musician, I spend I can spend a lot of time practicing my instruments to make sure that I'm playing them to the best of my ability. How much time am I practicing acts of righteousness, and how much am I practicing purity, so that, so that not my performance as a Christian, but so that my character as a Christian is different, it is pure, and you know, and it's not about just checking the boxes and going there. I prayed, and there I. I, I handed a whatever to somebody. I walked somebody across the street. You know, it's not about that. It's about Matt, what you said. <laughs> sometimes a, it is. Well, so, that's sometimes it's practice and that's what practice is. Fair yeah. enough. You know what? Yeah. Sometimes the, it is just doing it. And even if you're not feeling it, you do it like it's okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Uh, there we go. Andrew, you want to add in my man? All right. Thanks, Andrew. It's great having you here tonight. All right. Let's move on to obedience. Oh, guys, we're going into the obedience part is write down one step of obedience that you need to take today um, or this week based on what God's been showing us in this scripture. And it may it might be something that we're already working on. And there's that idea of working on practicing again. It's coming up everywhere. Yeah. Again, practice, but then in verse two. Coming back to, we are God's children now, and understanding that, yes, we need to practice, but at the end of the day, it's it's through Him and by Him that we do this. And so it's uh, by no meaning, by no no way does that mean to not take responsibility and put the effort in, but just knowing that why we're doing it isn't for us to be better, but it's to glorify Him more. It's, it doesn't talk about this right here, but it's it's in the idea of being a child. And it says in verse one, what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. You guys both have kids. You guys love your kids and I love my kids. We love them unconditionally. 
Correct? Am I correct mm-hmm. to say that, Andrew? Oh, yeah. you with me? However, when your kid makes a mistake and does something wrong, what is your response? What is what does love look like during that? For you guys, I'm just asking. Yeah, I mean, it looks disciplinary and it looks all those things. And I would even say that as much as we don't like to say it as parents, I do think our love is conditional to our kids. Mm. Um, it's, you know, as much as we love to say that it is unconditional, uh, <laughs> we see time and time again where parents and children are not in relationship. They're not, you, you know. You know what? That's true. And so, yeah, like it's, but it is it, when discipline's needed, it, it can look, and we don't always get it right, you know. Thankfully, oh. God does when it comes to those areas, but. And, and yeah, that, we don't always get it right. And that's where I was going to go was that um, part of the part of my obedience is maybe receiving the discipline, <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense, for, for when I screw up. Because mm-hmm. you know what? He's going to discipline right. It's going to be for my good. Yep. And here's the thing. Why wouldn't I receive it? Well, and I talk about it all the time because my pride. Because yep. I think yep. that I can do it better or different or do it my way. Yep. Uh-huh. Sorry, Andrew. You gonna give me a lean in? You gonna give me one of these again? No, <laughs> no. All right. Uh, the last two parts of our smorp are Matt. Did did you feel good with obedience? Yeah. Did, no, I mean that's the big thing for me is just uh, uh, like receiving discipline when needed, guidance. Yeah. So the uh, the last two parts of the smorp that we do are all about repentance and prayer, and they are key parts of our spiritual growth. Um, Let me just say this about repentance. Often we've taught that repentance, and someone said something recently to me that made me kind of think differently about it. They said that we've always thought that repentance is this turning. uh, If you're walking towards sin, you turn the opposite direction and walk away from it. And while I do think it's that as well, he was talking about, it's about a, a change of the mind, a, a, a different way of thinking about things. It's repenting up in here. Uh, and and so repentance is more than about you just changing your actions. It's about, with God's help, changing, you know, your, your mindset. Uh, so write out any confessions. You know what? Have you sinned this week? Let's just be, and guys, we don't need to answer this, but but we could. Have we sinned this week? If we have probably answered for everybody, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Have we sinned this week? Yep. So mm-hmm. confess it. Confess it to God. Uh he already knows, but he wants you to tell him. Confess it to him and uh and uh, let me see here. And if it's applicable, you know, ask God to reveal some steps to you to get closer to him and 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 how to turn away from that sin and to change your thought life. The other thing is to spend time in prayer. After you've confessed to God, I want you to try this uh, because we can kind of get in a funk if we start listing out our sin um, and feel pretty defeated. So a great thing to do would be to then spend some time praying and thank him for your blessings. And I want you to really think about this because you haven't been blessed so that you can be lazy. You haven't been blessed so that you can just sit back, relax, put your feet up. God has blessed you to do something with it. So count your blessings and, and list them. Think about what they are. Thank him for them and don't waste them. And, and then pray about anyone or anything that he lays on your heart and then just spend some time listening. No speaking, 
Just be quiet and listen and, uh, and write down what you hear him say to you. So guys, good word, Brad. Well, thanks. Yeah, really good. I think, I think that's our smorp. You you guys, Matt, I'm going to toss to you for the tiebreaker. Oh yeah. This is the first time I've actually done a tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay. This is exciting. All right. I wasn't ready for the intro, but here we go. All right. This one uh, was a. De- this one is not submitted by me, but I will say I was quite pleased to see it because it was a, deba- a debate that I had the other day in my own head. Uh, I was battling myself with it, and this is the tie-breaking question: Is my wife and I have been having an ongoing argument for quite some time now? She believes that anytime you take an ice cube out of the tray, you are to immediately refill the empty spot with water, even if you've only taken one ice cube. I prefer to wait until the tray is down to around halfway before committing to a refill. Who is right here and who needs to chill out? Very clever. Yeah, very clever. Uh, I had this very uh, thought go through my head the other day as I was putting ice in the girls' water bottles. And I thought, I wonder at what point I should refill this, you know? When it's Um, empty. And, oh, there. you're going. So you're not even going on. halfway. You're going what? empty. Hold you. You can't. You can't just do that, Andrew. So you're saying that ice cube tray is the last ice cube. You're down to one ice cube, and you you leave it. Yeah, because if you fill it any amount of any, no matter where it is, you render those ice cubes useless He's until they hope all freeze. He's not wrong. It's not like you can get the other ice cubes out because there's a... I totally agree. I'm 100% with you. If you commit to putting water in, it doesn't matter how many are in there. That ice cube tray is off limits. How long does it take water to freeze? Well, it depends on... One hour, million hours. It depends on the temperature of the freezer. It's it irrelevant. The, it depends on the altitude. It depends on the amount of chemicals in the water. There's a lot to this if you really want to get into it. Um, Three to four hours. I, yeah. How long? Three to four hours at zero. Oh, okay. At That's zero. Quite a variable, actually. That's a whole 25% difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I. If you're filling the ice cube tray after one ice cube's gone, you may as well just fill one section of the ice cube tray. So you're saying you're putting just as much work into one as you would be the tray. I'm, I'm just saying it's. You, it's useless. The whole tray is useless because you're just going to spill that water if you try and get any out. I, okay, so my mom... Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Oh, let's see here. So now, but are you one of the... Are, now, I do know families who, here's what they do. They fill the ice tray, and once it's frozen, they have a, a like a Tupperware dish in the freezer that they dump the yes. ice into, then refill it. That's smart to me, but I just don't have the freezer space for it. Well, <laughs> You know what? I'm in the I'm in the same place. I don't think we had the freezer space for that. We've got one ice cube tray. I was as we were talking, I was thinking two trays. One is yeah. your one is always frozen, and one is yeah. the one you're going to. But but do, and that's what we have. We have two. Tra- we have actually three trays. But well, surely oh. you can probably get. Listen, Mister Fancy, you can probably get rid of two trays and put a, a Tupperware in there now. It's true. Yeah, it's true. But the, but that's the idea, right? Is at what point do you refill? Okay, so what point do you refill, Matt? Let's we gotta we gotta nail this one down. Well, I gotta say I'm with Andrew on this. At the point you really don't have a choice. Um, you either wait till it's empty or you wait and make it render it useless until it's all frozen again. So, but what are you choosing? We have hopefully we have three trays, so I've got two frozen and one not frozen. <laughs> but so. for the tiebreaker ahead of before oh, us, yeah, okay, sorry for the relevant question at hand. 
Uh, I would say that you need to wait until it's empty. Wait until it's empty. Thank you. Andrew, how are you coming down on this one? Let's settle this once and for all. We all know how I feel. Empty. You feel empty inside? Okay, listen. That I dumbed down right now. <laughs> about that. But about the ice cube trays, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, we're still, we're still talking about the ice cube trays, not your... Uh-huh. <laughs> I said... You know what I said. Okay, no, I'm, I, I feel like I missed it. So, em- so you would go all the way to empty and then refill the whole thing. Yeah. Actually, I, I probably wouldn't refill it. I'd leave it on the counter, but... That's another argument. Okay. I would probably wait until the last couple and then refill. Uh, so let me just let me just get this out of the way now. So, uh, Mandy, three of us have decided that it's okay for me to wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's you. It, oh, it's so me. That's so funny. It's so me. Well. Very good. Uh, Matt, we're tossing to you again, my man. All right. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, Brock. Back by popular demand, and sorry I missed last week, but uh, uh, we got an epi- another episode of It's Time to Barbecue coming up. Uh, a couple of things I want to highlight before we even get into it. One, I finally made a video that was under eight minutes long. Kept this to a nice tight three and a half minutes. Uh, and uh, the other part is that uh, I hate fish, uh, but when I made this, I loved this. And uh, so I highly recommend it. And watch out for the... Uh, little photo bomb or not photo bomb, video bomber coming on the end too. I didn't know she was there, but it was something funny to watch back. So with that, Brad, roll it. Welcome to another episode of It's Time to Barbecue. Today, we're doing it upright. We're doing salmon on the plank on the grill. When you're doing salmon, really the the biggest part of the whole process is preparing the cedar plank. So you can pick up a cedar plank just about any place, Canadian Tire, wherever, barbecue place. Uh, What you want to do is soak that plank in water and lemon juice for probably about a half an hour. You can hear it uh, toasting right now, they call it. Uh, Let it soak for about half an hour. Then you want to put it on the grill, just the plank by itself, and be able to flip it one side or the other uh, to start to get the smoking process started before you even put the salmon on the plank. Now that the plank has been toasted, uh, we want to take uh, our pieces of salmon, put them on there, and again, like everything, keep it simple. Little bit of salt, just like that. Little bit of pepper, across the top, just like that. You're gonna want to take a lemon. Don't give it a full squeeze, just a little bit of lemon juice across the top of the salmon, just like that. Some onion, just like so. And then the last thing you want to put on is just a little bit of dill across the top. All right, nice and simple. Then all you do, you're gonna want to take your board with your salmon, get it on the barbecue. You're looking to be around 350 to 400 degrees and you want an internal temperature of 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, That's gonna take probably about 15 to 20 minutes. Get it on the grill and let the heat do its work. When you've got about six or seven minutes left uh, before your salmon is finished, something that I like to do is uh, just take one lemon, cut in half, take it and drop it right on the grill, just like that. Like I said, you're gonna wanna leave it for about five minutes. What this does is it'll actually bring the juices out a whole lot better for when you wanna give them that last little dash on the salmon. Another good little tip is that uh, lemons are great uh, for cleaning the grill on your barbecue. Just take them, give them a rub down after, so save them. 
here we are about uh, just about 20 minutes in we're looking at our temperature we're coming in awesome almost to 145 let's have a look beautiful all right looking good get that out we got our lemons up here look at that just with them being on there on the grill look how juicy they are last thing we're gonna do just take that lemon give it a little squeeze over the top beautiful and that fish is ready to come off the grill so just like that you've got some delicious salmon right off the grill um, Honestly, couldn't be much easier than that. Uh, have fun with it, play around different spices, different types of citrus with it, uh, and you're gonna love it. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to just yet another absolutely successful episode of It's Time to Barbecue. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, like I always say, don't be nutritious, just be delicious. I have, I have questions. Yes, fire away. Listen, I'm telling you, I do not like fish. I love shellfish. And I love deep fried fish, uh, but uh, that was delicious. And I will eat that, which makes my wife very, very happy because she loves, loves, loves salmon. Okay. Who are you looking at the whole time? Uh, you know what? I've noticed that about myself. I think I'm super paranoid and I don't know why. Uh, because Well, like, wow. I'm so glad I drug that up then. <laughs> Oh, I noticed that when I look back at my videos, I'm always like checking over the, I think it's just because my neighbor um, <laughs> thinks that I'm probably crazy because he can see what I'm doing for both sides, like both neighbors. And they just, I know they've seen me doing the videos, but they've never asked me about it. So uh, yeah, I think I'm always just doing neighbor check, seeing okay. uh, what's going on there. But uh, yeah. So now that looked really good, Matt. Uh, yeah, it, it was good, man. I, I was quite pleased with it. So you oh. lost me on this one. Oh, yeah. Not That's a fish guy. Eh? No. Ah, see, and I'm not either, Andrew, but I'm telling you, give it a try. Give it a try. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Andrew, would you like to start walking us out of here, my man? Sure. I, I think we're I think we're there. Do you want to just take it from the here he goes. <sighs> you oh. can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and you could use the hashtag OH Club on all of those things. Uh, and if you're listening on iTunes, we would love to have a five-star rating. And if you leave us a five-star rating, we will read it on the air. Not only that. <laughs> we got the landing, but we sucked at the yeah, outro. We can't get this thing. Out. I'm red. I'm the color red, and I just read the blue. Oh, <laughs> good. I didn't know that. Okay, carry on. Very good. Yeah. No, no, I didn't know if I was supposed to. <laughs> well, you did a great job. Not only that, but you can send your questions at OxfordHolyClub.com. Browse our merch as it becomes available and much, much more. Did we ever get Scotty his merch yet? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if he's got it, but we've definitely sent it. Awesome. All right. Send us a pic, Scotty, of you and your merch. Uh, and we don't pay to advertise. So any growth that we have comes from you sharing this with others. And thank you guys for spending the last hour and some with us. And for you, the listeners, until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun. <laughs>